The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In business today, success isn't just about the sale. It's about authentic communication that serves your audience in a meaningful way. This is the Soul Shill Hour with Francis Leary. In our program, we'll explore how to stay true to your core values, tell your story, engage your audience, and drive business growth. Now, here is your host, Francis Leary. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Social Hour. Thanks so much for being with me. I'm your host, Francis Leary, and I am so glad to be here with you today. You can find me online by looking for Francis Leary, all one word, pretty much everywhere. You can also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. So today, we are going to be talking about building a social company. And for the first time, I don't have a guest. It's all me. You get to hear my expertise on this. And hopefully that will captivate you and keep you entirely interested for this time. Um, This is a subject that is so important to me. Um, The whole concept of social is something that I came up with a few years back, I started using this term because, you know, we at our organization were communicating via social media. And I really saw a differentiation between um, so many approaches to uh, communication on social and what we were committed to doing at Wired Flare, which is at my company. We, um, our approach to using social media in a positive way led to this, uh, use to my using this term social and over time, this really became integrated into our company. And I've told you these stories, um, in different parts of the show before now, but really for us now, the social process is, um, is at the core of our company. It is how we communicate with everything. It is how we communicate internally, and it is how we do our hiring. It is how we develop our policies and procedures. So really, at the core of it, social, this entire concept, is about using your business for good, using your business to benefit others, way over and above and beyond the products and services that you offer. So when you get to the point where you're like, okay, I want my business to be more meaningful, how do you actually build a company that is founded on those social principles? And you can call them, you know, uh, benefit principles or sustainable principles. There may be other words that you use for that. Social is simply our word, my word. And it works for me because it really um, indicates the level of um, soul and intent and passion that we infuse in everything that we do. So in a nutshell, that is a social organization, one that is committed to doing good in the world and to serving its audience. So how we got started, though, is probably pretty much like a lot of you guys. Um, I wasn't thinking about any of that when I started uh, wired flare. 
I was actually, I was working in the health and wellness industry and um, started using a lot of online marketing techniques, growing that business. And then I had all of these other people coming to me saying, how are you doing that? I want to know how to use this whole internet thing to grow my business. And in this time, this internet thing was newer and the use of social media was uh, a pretty foreign concept in communication still, pretty new concept. Um, and so I started just training lots of other entrepreneurs about here, how's, here is how you do this, this marketing stuff. And so I just kind of started. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have a marketing plan. I certainly had not written down that, oh, we have this social commitment to society. No, I just started. I just started working. I started doing trainings, I started uh, providing services, and we started growing. So then I started uh, hiring interns to support the services that we were providing. I started doing some volunteer work for a local organization, doing uh, their social media for a nonprofit, and eventually got to pretty quickly hiring my first full-time employee above and beyond the interns. And that was when, that was really the first time when I started thinking about, hmm, maybe I have to have some of this stuff written down because how do I bring an employee on to work with me when I haven't defined what it is that we do and what we're looking for? So at that time, I put together sort of our first employee manual, I suppose. Um, and really, it was it was just the bare bones of what it is today because it was about the employee and the benefits for the employee and the, you know, and the contract, the time off, but just general things. Um, what it lacked though, were the, the, the way to address sort of the core values and what was really important to me. And honestly, I hadn't spent a lot of time thinking about that yet. So I, I started thinking about it. What what are we really about? I went to a business development workshop in uh, San Diego with uh, Big Vision Business, and they really helped me uh, sort of dive down and identify um, who am I serving, who's my tribe, how are we different from others, and what is our purpose, what is our big vision, what is our meaning. So I spent the time myself to really define that, um, to figure out that we're here for a greater purpose. And I knew that we were already doing a lot of things to serve and benefit others. I just hadn't really taken the time to figure out why that was important to me and what that, that thing, that sort of deeper driving purpose, what that really was. And it's so important that every business leader do this. So, I mean, I think that's the first step really is to start with the question. So what is the purpose of this organization? And then you need to dig even deeper because likely your first answer is going to be pretty well on the surface. It might be, I want to help others be successful. Okay. So does every other company out there. That's why they're in business. If they're doing, you know, B2B or even B2C, their, their products are helping others be successful. So you got to dig deeper and really spend the time with the question, why are we doing what we're doing and how is it benefiting others? 
Um, and yes, you might think, well, it helps me achieve my personal goal. Sure. But there's got to be some more social aspect to your organization if you truly want to do good in the world. Um, so what is that commitment to serving others in a meaningful way? What does that look like for you? I mean, for us, for me, my commitment is to working with entrepreneurs and organizations that are already committed to impacting the world in a positive way. Maybe they don't know how to do that. So we help them find and develop their unique voice so that they can stand out in a way that differentiates them from everyone else and helps them achieve their deeper purpose. And in doing so, we are part of a shift in communication, a collective use of communication for good. And that is our commitment to really serving the world in a deeper way. I mean, and when you think about it, having an impact on like global communication so that global communication has this shift for good, that's a pretty powerful thing. So I encourage all of you who are listening to spend that time, ask yourself the tough questions and find out what's really important to you. And then once you get clear on that, it's about actually putting it down in writing. And so this is the part that, like I said, when I started, I hadn't even thought about. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, a year in that I started actually writing all of this stuff down. And it's important to put it down in your, whether it's your employee handbook or whatever that looks like, it's important to put it there though so that your entire organization can be part of achieving this mission. And without communicating it to your organization, um, your team really can't be a part of it. So one thing that really helped me do that was our B Corp certification. So I've talked about our B Corp certification in a few different shows. Um, you can go to bcorporation.net and you can actually take an assessment that will give you an idea of where you stand with um, your, you know, how you're serving the, how you're serving the community, how you're serving your employees. Um, and so when we did that, it really helped us look at what are we doing really well right now? What do we need to work on? Um, what I realized, of course, was that, hey, we were, we're doing a lot of these things already. So, you know, why not get the certification that says to the world, hey, we're doing this thing already. And also that allows us to network with this group of organizations that has this sort of collective commitment to doing good. And B Corporation really is all about recognizing companies that are committed to using their businesses for a greater good, serving a greater purpose, serving the community, the world in some bigger, more important way. So the first part of that that I found was actually the writing things down. And by going through this process, it sort of forced me really <laughs> to define all of these things because the first portion of this assessment is really about accountability and um, transparency. So it's about your governance. You know what what stuff is really written down. So um, that was my first step. Um, and in writing these things down and defining these, you know, so our company has we've got our vision statement, we've got our purpose, we've got our mission statement. Each of those is slightly different, and the underlying core of them is this, you know, bottom line commitment that we have 
that we have defined for ourselves. And we've integrated this into basically everything that we do. So everyone that comes on board that's part of the team um, has to, you know, be invested in helping us achieve these same goals. And we structure all of our goals so that they're in alignment with these core values that we have defined for the company. So what I want to do throughout the rest of this show is take a look at what some of these sort of core standards might be and how we can dig deeper into our organization and take a look at what's actually going on right now and then make some changes that will help us create a company that is truly social, truly committed to benefiting others and serving the world in a greater way, and then build a team around us. And that team isn't just employees. That team is made up also of suppliers. That's your shareholders. That's your customers. That's the partners that you have, the uh, other businesses that you network. You want to surround yourself with like-minded organizations and people who are also committed to something deeper. So through the rest of the show, that's what we're going to be exploring. So for now, though, we are going to take just a quick break. So stay with us, please, and we will see you on the other side of two minutes. Stay tuned. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. You are listening to The Soul Shall Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for staying with us. I am your host, Francis Leary. And today we are talking about building a social company. So um, I want to uh, talk a little bit more about B Corporation, this B Corporation assessment, because this assessment really helped me look at 
a wide range of things that were really important to me that I hadn't considered, things that really do help us um, commit further to serving our audience, to serving the, our team, um, and to serving the community and the world. So that's why this is the tool that I used. There are others out there. There are many other ways to do this. You don't have to go to to take an assessment to do this. Um, however, you do have to spend the time with each of these aspects of your business to consider how you might be able to integrate this into your growth process. So when you take the B Corp assessment, it takes you through four primary um, sections of focus. And... I think a lot of us, when we talk about, well, we're using our business for good, we're talking about, you know, oh, we work with nonprofits, we volunteer our time, we have all these good environmental practices, and really, that's only a small portion is what I realized. And so um, the four aspects that the B Corporation assessment takes you through, first is governance, like I mentioned in the last portion. So this is your accountability and your transparency to your employees. So this aspect really keeps you accountable to what your commitment is. Um, and the second part is about the workers. It's all about your employees, which um, I hadn't really considered that as being a social aspect of our company. And yet it totally is because um, the ways in which you commit to your employees, that extends to everything else. The more you commit, are committed to them, the more you are committed to everyone else that you serve. So this is everything from you know your compensation and your benefits, the training that you offer them, um, potential ownership in the company, the environment that you create, all of those things. The third part is community. Um, and I think this is the part that just stands out to all of us, like, of course, yes, I want to volunteer and so forth. Um, and there's actually a lot more that's involved in this community piece. Um, you know, this is your the way your products and services might serve the community. This is the your practices within um, the suppliers and distributors that you work with, your commitment to local initiatives, diversity. Um, so there's a lot of elements that will allow you to support your community better. And then environment is the fourth element. So your environmental practices as an organization, your um, the environmental impact of your products and services, um, and even the environmental practices of your suppliers and those that you work with. So these four core elements were what the B Corp assessment sort of forced me to look at for the first time. And I really hadn't considered things in this way. So if you uh, allow yourself the time to sort of focus on these four elements you'll, and build them then into your written policies and procedures, you'll be able to strengthen the uh, social commitment of your organization um, much more easily. So I want to go back and just spend a, a bit of time with each each one of these. Um, so when we think about governance, for example, um, it's about really like ensuring that your social mission, your envir environmental mission um, is written down. So you actually have a formal policy in place that defines what that is. You have shared all of these things with your employees. For example, your 
your financials? Are you sharing that information with your employees so that they're part of this process? Um, are you actually working within your industry to develop standards that will take your industry above and beyond where they currently are for social environmental impact? Um, are you, do you have this built into your, um, your like incorporation documents? So that, that piece right there will ensure that, you know, whether your company is sold, whether, you know, your, the ownership that shares change or what have you, that this commitment, your social and environmental mission is actually sustained, whether you are the owner, whether the management is the same or not. So those are some pieces for you to consider. And it really just begins with writing down what your commitment is. And then um, building that into sort of all of the other pieces of your business. In looking at your workers then, so your employees, um, how, like, take the time to actually look at, you know, what your compensation structure is, what their, their payroll is, and how does that compare to industry standards? What does that look like? Um, how, how do you how are you rewarding them for their work in a way that really, um, well, ideally sort of goes above and beyond, you know, what the industry expectations are. I find this, I mean, it's really tough for small businesses. Like for us, we offer benefits that are, that are different than, that are above and beyond salary. So, you know, there's the salary piece. Um, then there are commissions for, um, different aspects. There are different benefits. There's, you know, cell phones and things like that. Um, so we try to, um, offer our employees as much as we can, given the fact that we are still a small business, we are growing and we want them to, you know, we want as much as possible to go into their pockets. Um, and, doing that study to actually compare where we are with sort of industry standards was an important part of me re recognizing, okay, this is where we are. This is where I want to be. And, you know, let's make a commitment to having continual growth that will help us get there. Um, something else to consider is like vacation days, sick days, holidays. What does that look like for your employees? Um, like for us, um, I, we actually have a policy that on holidays, nobody gets holidays. So meaning on Christmas, uh, Easter, uh, Thanksgiving, nobody gets official holidays. And this is not going to be like this for probably every, any other organization out there. My rationale is that, um, we work in a way so that we can, we have very flex work, flex hours and so forth. And so when it comes to a holiday, uh, we take turns, but nobody, we, we can't just shut off. Wired Flare cannot shut off on a holiday because our clients need us. There are people who post things on Facebook on Christmas and it needs to be dealt with. So that's our commitment to our, our clients is serving that, you know, that someone will do a review on Google on Christmas. Well, we need to be watching. So not every employee is watching on Christmas. Not every employee is watching on Thanksgiving. Someone is watching. So we take our vacation times uh, and on different holidays uh, or, or not on times rather that aren't holidays. Um, and we also then build a flex schedule so that on holidays we, we rotate and, you know, nobody is really responsible all the time. So it's something that really works for us. And then above and beyond that, we also have like things like working holidays. So you can, you know, work in advance and then you can just go, you can 
take off, you can go on a road trip and there's just a minimum amount of sort of checking in and maybe monitoring some accounts that you need to do during that time. And otherwise you can really do it from wherever. So take a look at what your, you know, what that vacation and holiday practices, what those look like for you. Um, you can also look at training opportunities. So does your company provide ongoing training or do you compensate your employees for training that they might take? That's another really great benefit. Um, do you do um, an employee satisfaction assessment? This is such a really great tool um, to look at, you know, how are your employees really feeling about being here and creating an assessment that will actually enable them to be honest on that and feel like they can be completely transparent in their, their thoughts and their feelings. Um, and you want that. You want them to share that with you because that's how you can get stronger. Um, another thing to consider is employee uh, ownership, you know, allowing your employees to have shares of the company, making that part of even your, your benefits package or part of the compensation structure. Um, have an employee, having employees that are vested and invested in your company in a different way really enables them to take, well, literally take ownership <laughs> and just take ownership over just what they're doing on an ongoing basis. Um, it becomes more meaningful to them. And of course is, uh, hopefully and potentially, um, very financially rewarding as well. Um, so those are some of the things that you can look at to start to consider how you can serve your employees in a deeper and more meaningful way. Now, when it comes to community, um, like I said, this was the piece for us that was the, you know, sort of the automatic thing. I was doing all of these things already. Um, so it's important to look at though, like, and define what are your policies for serving the community? Like, for example, do your employees get paid time off for doing nonprofit, uh, or community service? So for volunteering at a local organization, do, are, do they, do you encourage them to do that? And do you pay them for that time? That's a really great way to, you know, extend your commitment to serving the community and allow your employees to really be part of that and engage with that in a different way. Um, taking a look at your supplier diversity. So what portion of your suppliers, what portion of your, um, management, uh, your employees are from underrepresented, uh, populations. So, you know, maybe it's women, minorities, um, what have you like for us, um, we have a huge commitment to to supporting women business owners. Um, we are an entirely women led organization. We're a certified women business enterprise and we, uh, and most of our suppliers are women. Um, that's a commitment that I take seriously. And I didn't even recognize it initially as we were evolving that this is kind of what was happening, but it was like, Oh, yes, I am committed to serving women and I am a woman in business and this is really important to me. So now we have a supplier diversity policy that actually defines that. Um, now to also look at like your, your, your giving, your civic engagement and your civic giving. What is that? What does that look like on an annual basis? Do you have this written down? How much is your organization either, you know, one, doing volunteer community service or two, uh, donating to organizations 
fundraising for organizations that you believe in, but writing down like your commitment to sustaining that and getting your employees engaged um, is in that process is a really great way to extend your commitment to serving your community. So those are just a few um, things that you can look at to consider what is your current community commitment and how can you make that stronger and integrate that into your company's core values. And now for the environment. Um, this is, you know, there's so many ways and we're going to talk about sort of more tips and so forth in our next segment. Um, what I think for the environment, part of it is recognizing really where you are right now. So are you monitoring your energy consumption, for example? Are you monitoring your waste production? Are you monitoring the, you know, the amount of water bottles that your employees bring into work? So all of those things, you got to take really, take a good look at it. Take a good look at what you're currently doing now and do that sort of audit basically. And then you want to make a commitment to improving that on an ongoing basis. Um, what can you do to save energy consumption? What can you do to cut down on waste? You know, whether you've got, um, you, you know, you ban water bottles from coming to, or plastic water bottles from coming to work and you, you've got a water filling station. Everybody brings their water bottles to work. They refill water there. Um, you have dishes and plates so that employees can, you know, cook right there and they don't have to bring plastic things from home, things like that. So there are a lot of different aspects that you can really look at regarding the en environment to cut down on your energy use, your waste, and your water consumption as well. So um, in the next segment, then we're going to look at some tips that will just help speed up this process for you. And then how do you build your team that will support you in doing this? So we are going to take a short break. In the meantime, go to bcorporation.net and you can find out a lot more about that organization and look into taking the assessment for yourself. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online.
You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for staying with us. You're listening to The Social Hour, and I'm your host, Francis Leary. And today we're talking about building a social company. So we've talked about what is a social organization and how to begin by really defining what is that commitment that you have to serving the greater good. And then how do you determine where you are now and then look at how you can improve. And we talked about four different aspects that you can really, that there are great places to start. And I got these aspects from the, from going through the B corporation assessment. The first one was governance, the, then your workers, your employees, then the community and the environment. So now to look at some tips to sort of, if you were just to start right now, how can you kickstart this so that you can have something in place that will be able to grow with you? So one great place to start is just to actually formalize what your policies are. Um, If you want to continuously improve how you are benefiting the world, you got to write stuff down. So, I mean, they can be everything from, you know, your maternity leave to what your benefits compensation looks like to um, your supplier preferences to your giving policies, all of those things, um, write them down and formalize those policies um, in a way that you can communicate them with your team, with your suppliers, with your shareholders, with your customers. Um, Another great thing that you can do right now is just to start tracking um, your impact metrics. So like how much energy you use, how much water you use, how much waste you produce, how many nonprofits you serve, um, how many members of your staff are taking part in training and professional development opportunities. Um, cause if you're not tracking those things, then of, co- of course there's no way to actually measure their improvement. So to start with just a baseline, you know, we, we do this with our um, clients as we're setting online marketing goals. So different types of metrics, obviously that we're tracking, but you have to start with a baseline somewhere. So start with identifying where you are right now. And that way you can then track them on an annual basis to see how you've grown and improved and how you have achieved your goals. Um, another, uh, way to kind of kickstart this process is to include your suppliers in your thinking. So, um, you know, we've talked about the fact that your employees are not your only team. I mean, this is your contractors. These are the freelancers. These are the printing companies that work with you. These are your, you know, your sales consultants. Um, all of these suppliers have some type of commitment or lack thereof to make the world a better place. So you could actually develop a supplier questionnaire, for example, um, to, to, make sure that you are working with suppliers that have that same commitment to the, to society and to the environment. So take a look at your suppliers, you know, consider, are they who you want to work with? Could your supplier chain be more diverse? For example, um, are they using environmental materials in their efforts? Um, but just these three things. So, you know, formalizing your policies, starting to track your impact 
as it is right now, and then also building your suppliers into your overall uh, plan can give you a place to start to improve your commitment to um, making the world a better place. So once you've gotten that in place, you've formalized your policies, you really want to build a team that is committed to all of these things. You want to have, you want to surround yourself by people who are um, just in alignment with your purpose um, and you feel good working with those individuals. So, I mean, that could begin by looking internally at your your team, your internal team, your employees. Um, and I mean, to start, this should be built into your HR practices, to your hiring practices. Um, maybe there is a questionnaire that's part of your interview. And this questionnaire defines sort of what this potential employee's commitment is to, uh, you know, current nonprofit initiatives, to training and ongoing uh, development. Um, so you need something in place that will help you um, identify whether the alignment is right with the employee that you are hiring. Because if it's not, then, um, well, they're not going to be committed to helping you achieve the impact that you want to achieve. And they're just likely not going to be a right fit for your company. So um, you want to have something built into your hiring practice that will help you identify who those right employees are for your team. And then you need an accountability process that will help you stay on top of whether that employee is still the right part of your team. Um, those of you that have been listening for the show on an ongoing basis, you know, you know that we have at Wired Flare, we have transitioned and we have, you know, found that there have been times when we've come to a place where employees are no longer in alignment with where we are and where we want to go and who we are as an organization. And so at that point, you know, shifts have to be made. And we can help those employees find other opportunities that are truly the best for them, that will serve their needs, and that will free us up at Wired Flare to be able to find um, and build a team that is completely 100% um, committed to our core values. So you need to have that process in place, that accountability in place. Like, for example, if you have paid time off hours for nonprofit, um, are, are your employees using those? Are they actually doing those nonprofit hours? Because, you know, you're, they're allowed to do that. So you want to encourage them to do that on a regular basis. Keep them accountable for taking that time. Keep your employees accountable for taking the holidays that they need to take, um, taking that time off. Um, so you want to have that internal review process, whatever that looks like. Make sure that you set that up. You also want to make your um, or allow your employees to be part of your advocacy team. So um, building a team internally that allows them to take a look at all of your policies and procedures and take a look at what your commitments are. Your employees can have fantastic ideas about how they can help you as an organization extend your commitment further. They might come up with your greatest community involvement piece, you know, for the year, you have to ask them though, right? You have to find out from them what's important to you. How can we build what's important to you into what we do as an organization and how we fulfill our commitment to the community in a greater way? You might find that they're committed to 
a certain nonprofit program and oh, you hadn't done any work with them in the past. However, because you've got an employee that's so deeply invested in that organization, you want to start. You want your company now to start helping that organization as well. So create the opportunity for your employees to be um, aware of your um, commitments, aware of your policies and procedures around impact, and then also able to um, to change those by or shape them rather by offering their their values, their ideas. Um, that will really foster the sense of community within your organization. You also want to um, look at well, how can you keep these awesome employees. So you have found them, you've identified them, you've hired them. They're helping to shape your organization's commitment, which is great. Um, other things you can do though, um, like allowing your employees to have more aut autonomy, for example, um, to work more on their own, maybe not to be entirely micromanaged, to be able to self-identify their goals to, and, and that will mean that they are completely driven to achieve those. They have come up with those goals. Those goals are in alignment with you, where you want your company to go. And then your, your employee is self-driven because they want to achieve that. Um, to have a um, sort of a non-hierarchical structure within your organization so that you, as um, if you are the the leader, um, the business leader, you are accessible to your employees. You're you're meeting with them on a regular basis. It's not a leader-driven organization. It's not you say the word and the employees follow. No. Every employee is valued. Every employee feels valued, feel that they have something to contribute. Um, you want to create that kind of work environment. That kind of work environment will keep employees there. Like they will keep them there because they believe in your organization and they feel valued. Um, you want to take the time to recognize people for the work that they're doing. You want to recognize your employees for the great work. So take that time, you know, everything from a simple, thank you so much. Maybe it's something bigger than that. Maybe you recognize something that an employee did in an, in an ongoing, you know, weekly newsletter, maybe at your weekly staff meeting, you have, um, a time where you recognize and highlight some of the great things that employees did over the past week, sort of like, a you know, a little hurrah session, um, where we share our joys and share our achievements. Um, you want to, um, validate that work and make sure that they feel thanked and that you appreciate everything that they've been doing. Um, you also want to allow your employees to actually do work that they really feel good about doing. So, you know, if they're bored out of their minds, they're probably not going to stay there. They're probably not, they're going to be looking for other opportunities. If they're just not enjoying it, you know, maybe they have evolved, which we all do. Um, I know when I started the company, I was doing a lot different activities than I am now. Um, and I'm creating a space where I can do what I love. And then all of my team can be doing what they love doing and what they feel good about doing. They know that what they're doing has a greater impact. Um, they're not only serving our clients, what they're doing is making a difference above and beyond that because of our other commitments. Um, you also want to create a space where everyone can be heard. You want everyone within your organization to have 
a voice. So we are preparing here to take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to continue to look at some of these other things that you can do to create a great work environment for your employees and then how you can extend that commitment to your other partners, shareholders, suppliers, and so forth. So please stay with us and return to the social hour in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for staying with us. Um, you are listening to The Social Hour, and we have been talking about um, building a social organization. And we left off um, by talking about how you can create a better work environment um, to um, you know, make your team, well, first of all, to hire a great team, and then to keep them there. So... Um, we left off, I think, talking about um, it's important to allow your employees to do work that they feel really good about. And it's important to create a space where everybody can be heard. You want all of your employees to have a voice and to feel like their voice is valued. Um, it's whether that's, you know, through an open door policy and your employees can come and talk to you at any time whether it's through, you know, weekly meetings or a specific forum where they're allowed to voice something. Maybe you've got a, an internal, um, you know, chat group or something like that. Um, whatever that is, you need to find a way to make sure that your employees can voice their concerns and then they feel good about coming to you about that. You want them to be able to, um, to feel validated. And often, they'll, employees will bring up things that we don't see ourselves. So by giving them that opportunity, you're only allowing yourself room for much more improvement. Um, another thing that's really important is um, uh, encouraging your employees to, um, to make 
decisions regarding work that will feel really good to them. So you don't want them to feel like they're just a workhorse. They're working all the time. You want them to know that it's important for them to spend time with their families. It's important for them to, um, you know, do that volunteer work. It's important for them to prioritize themselves, to spend that time on their own that they need. So considering that, um, work and life are completely integrated, our personal lives with our work lives and you, that you value that in your employees, you want them to feel that. So for us coming up to the holidays at Wired Flare, we've done a fair bit of work um, in advance so that we can take not time off because like I said, nobody really gets vacation during the holidays. However, um, we have worked ahead so that the work we've needed to do for our clients is largely done. We spent the month of December actually doing business development and we are then able to take the time that we want to over the holidays, which are coming up as you know, and spend that time with our families. So yesterday I had this conversation, um, and I basically said, spend the time the way you will feel good about over the holidays. So if you want to do work, do work because you're excited about doing work and do, and it will make you feel good. If you want to not do work right then, and you want to go sledding with your kids, go sledding with your kids. If you want to work on a sewing project that you have been putting off, work on a sewing project. I really want my team to take the time that they want to and will feel good about over the holidays. Yes, we know that there are deadlines. And we also know that in January, we might have to put in a few extra hours um, by taking a little bit of extra time over the holidays. And that is okay. Because I want people to, I want my team uh, to, to spend the time with themselves and with their families, with their loved ones this holiday season. And if they work, I want it to be because they really are excited about doing that project and they just don't want to put it off one more minute. They really want to work on it right now. So, um, you can look at ways that you can do that within your organization as well. Um, and, uh, prioritizing employee wellness is another great way to make sure that your employees are valued, that you value their health, um, whether that's, you know, providing them with a, a care plan that, well, beyond health benefits, maybe that allows them to access other things like, you know, chiropractic and massage and, you know, use it however they want to. I think we have a health benefits plan that allows sort of just a withdrawal anytime the employee can use it for, um, something above and beyond the standard health care. So, those are all ways that you can create an environment within your organization where you will be hiring great people who are in alignment with your core values and you will be keeping those people because they want to stay with your organization. They are committed to what you're offering. They are committed to your mission and they want to help you achieve that. Plus, they just love being there. They love being there because you have created an environment that is such a... Um, fostering and, um, employee focused, uh, environment. So once you have that achieved, check, check, <laughs> it's time then to look at the circles beyond that. So the other people that are impacting your organization, um, so building your supply chain. So we talked about how you can look at your supply chain and, um, 
and include that in your commitment. Because really, I mean, you want to be working with suppliers who are um, in alignment with your organization's core values. So, you know, look at your supplier diversity, look at um, the suppliers you're working with and take those steps that you need to, to build a supplier team that will help you achieve your end goals. Um, now look at your customers. So saying no to customers is always a tough thing. However, the more um, like solidified you are in your commitment to serving the greater good, the easier it is to say no to customers and clients that are not in alignment with that vision. Because when you are working for customers that are not in alignment with where you want to go, they pull you off track. They, they really, really do. And I'm speaking from experience here. They take you to a place where you don't want to go. So instead of feeling great about the work that you're doing, you don't feel great anymore. You're not enjoying the work that you're doing. It's like a drudgery. And there's also sort of this thing in the back of your head that's like, eh, I don't really, I shouldn't really be doing this. This company isn't really serving the greater good. So why am I investing all of this time or are we investing all of this time as a team in supporting their growth initiatives because their growth initiatives aren't really something that we believe in. So just like you do, say, with your hiring processes and with your suppliers, you can have a, you know, a customer sort of questionnaire, survey, intake form that will allow you to find out more about who that customer really is. What are they really about? What are their goals about? What is their bottom line above and beyond their profit-driven motives? What are they really trying to achieve? How do they treat their employees? How do they treat their suppliers? What are their commitments to the environment? Find out those things and then start building a customer base that is truly in alignment with who you are. Everyone will feel better. Like your employees will love coming to work because they are working for clients who um, are meaningful to them. They truly want to help those clients succeed because in helping those clients succeed, they are also helping to make the world a better place in some way. So developing these you know, surveys, questionnaires for your, um, your employees, your suppliers, and your customers is a really great way to re start looking at how are you surrounding yourself by people and by organizations who are committed to your core values? Um, and then realizing that as you take these steps often um, and, and you shift and you start looking for opportunities to, to work with those organizations that are more in alignment with who you are, there may be um, a time where you have to let some others go. And that's okay. So for us, uh, as we've gone through all of these growth periods and we've redefined who we are and we've made the opportunities for working with customers who are more in alignment to us, there's been a bit of a dip because we have let go of some of those customers who are no longer in alignment with who we are. And that's okay because, you know, what we're looking for is an upward growth trend, recognizing that, yes, there will be some dips along the way. And if that is that dip is because we are letting go of employees or customers or suppliers that are no longer in alignment with us, then that dip is worth it. So those are some ways that you really can build a social organization for your company.
Thank you so much for being with us today. You have been listening to The Social Hour, and I'm your host, Francis Leary. You can find out more about me by going to francisleary.com. You can find out more about Wired Flair by going to wiredflare.com. And please take the time to go to bcorporation.net. A lot of this great information that I shared with you today is informed by information that I have gotten from being part of that community. And those of you who are listening live, well, Christmas is in just a few days, and I truly hope that you take the time that you need to be with the family that you love, be with your loved ones, be with your friends. Um, don't spend it all on work, and have a very, very Merry Christmas. We'll see you next time on The Social Hour. Thank you for being a part of The Social Hour. Please be sure to join your host, Francis Leary, again next Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, make a soul connection with your audience.